Welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Sacken here alongside my good friend and co-host of this podcast, sports director at KRN Radio in Mitchell, South Dakota, Travis Krins. Travis, how are we doing? Oh, we've been better, but... Oh, no. Is it, do we have a car update? Do we have a vehicle update? No, not really. I won't get it back for weeks. I don't. Do you have a rental vehicle that you can... No. I guess I got a car at work. Uh, a work vehicle I can use once in a while. Okay. Last week, but it's apparently it's like some computer system doesn't recognize something, so they got to replace that. Oh lord! Place I take it to never calls me to update, so I have to call them. They never call me. Hey, here's what we found. Here's what's going on. So I don't know. And nothing's gonna get done this week because of the weather. Well, that's not good. That's not good. Hopefully, well, I don't plan on it this week. I don't plan on it next week. So. I just they gotta to... get a computer thing, which is like 150 bucks, and replace that. Hopefully, that fixes it. But they couldn't find one as of Friday, so even though you go online and there's just tons of them out there. So I just uh, had to get my car in, not only for an oil change, but a headlight, and then also have to replace some filters, and that was 300 dollars total, parts and labor, because you can't. You have to access, you know, the the headlight through a different. Way like you can't just get it from the front, but you didn't have to take the they didn't have to take the bumper off, thank goodness. But still, a pain in the ass. What if they made vehicles the way they used to, where things were easy to get to, things were easy to repair? Then they wouldn't make money. Yeah, I feel like there should like if you were like if you won one of the billion dollar lottery, though, you have to have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Start building cars that. Or easier to fix. I don't know. That would be nice. It sure would. Sure yeah. would. Uh, we'll get to the sports here momentarily, uh, but there is a significant snowstorm that is about to impact the region as we are recording this podcast. By the time you all listen to it, you will no doubt be in said winter storm or blizzard warning. Is there a name? Do we got a name for this storm? Yeah. Yes, we do. We do. What's it named? Olive. What letter, what letter is it? Olive. Olive. Winter storm olive. Which is which is funny because isn't olive fairly wimpy? Like he's with small arms and stuff. Like Popeye is. Oh, yeah. it's, it's Popeye and olive. Like it's a Popeye and olive oil. You know, it's a. Uh, I guess it's not wimpy. Wimpy is another character in in uh, in Popeye, right? But she's a very tiny lady. Yes, yes, she is. Um, very skinny arms, but obviously packs a powerful punch when it comes to a winter storm. This is going to impact everyone here in the northern tier. Uh, it is even going to impact you know parts of Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan with ice. They're talking about ice accumulations between a half inch to three quarters of an inch of ice in and around Detroit, Ann Arbor, you know, southern Michigan, a narrow band there. But we are supposed to get a lot of snow between Tuesday night and Thursday afternoon, let's say. Uh, the Twin Cities projected or forecasted to get anywhere between 19 to 25 inches of snow. St. Cloud's supposed to get 14 to 21 inches. Uh, Sioux Falls and all, like South Dakota, like where you guys are, like you're in the 8 to 12 inch range, right? At least. I mean, it's everyone is like in this kind of corridor here from, you know, like the entire state of South Dakota through uh, that bottom half that South Central Minnesota is getting walloped by the storm, supposedly. Like, they don't say a whole lot, 
in the week in the days leading up. So that makes you worry because they don't want to put a, a specific figure on it or they don't know yet. Yep. Which is, which is different like, oh, no. than in, which is different be than normal because sometimes they'll be like, oh, you're going to get 8 to 12 inches of snow, and it fizzles down to 3 to 5. When they don't say anything, it's like, oh, we, we might be getting uh, quite the, the heavy dose of snow here. Like, you know, when it's Saturday and this thing's supposed to hit Tuesday night into Wednesday, we're you know, three days out, and they're still not really saying much. It's like, we're three days away. Like, we know what's going to be here. We just don't know. How much, and apparently we've got a 77% shot to get over a foot. Wow. So pretty good pretty good shot at that. that. If that's not even like 77% chance of snow or like, it, no. like measurable snow, that's, or like, you know, like three to five inches or whatever, they are saying 77% chance of over a foot of snow. That is ridiculous. And we had like 20, 22 inches January 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And that was, what, seven weeks ago by now? Mm-hmm. And we're getting another one. Not quite as much, but... Like, everything is just going to be shut down. I'm going to go to Brandon tomorrow night, which should be fine. So... Well, do you think uh, that'll happen? Because isn't the storm supposed to hit Tuesday night? We're supposed to get, like, one to three inches. Okay, that's so. true. Yep, I guess that's what we're supposed to get as well. The heaviest stuff is going to come Wednesday sometime. Yeah. Like, all day Wednesday, uh, our winter storm watch starts at midnight, Tuesday night into Wednesday. Gotcha, okay. It's like noon Thursday afternoon. So I'm sure it won't be great, but hopefully I make it back in there. It'll be, it sounds like further north you are tomorrow, we'll get more than a couple of inches. But we're getting a lot of wind, so I'm pretty much certain we'll have a blizzard warning. By uh, you know time Tuesday night Wednesday gets here, which I don't think we had the first time. We just had a lot of snow. It wasn't windy, mm-hmm. just a lot of snow. So this time we're going to get you know 40, 45 mile per hour winds for much of Wednesday. So we got that and a foot of snow, and that's just going to be a mess. So we had I guess Tuesday. When did we talk last week? Uh, Wednesday. Did we? Wednesday. We talked Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. Oh, yes, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday was a mess for a little bit. We got like maybe an inch or two of snow, and it was really windy. Um, and people couldn't see, and there were a lot of cars in the ditch. On the interstate, I just had to stay in town. So I would imagine it's going to be like that just like all day long. So probably not there going to be no school Wednesday uh, or Thursday. Yep. Uh, maybe Friday. Uh, region basketball for girls starts tonight with kind of those eight, nine seed matchups. And yep. Then they all play tomorrow. And they'll get those games in. And you know, college conference tournaments are starting tomorrow here. And, um, Mitchell plays Friday to end the regular season. So that game, I would assume, against O'Gorman will probably be pushed back to maybe Saturday. Maybe even Monday of next week. So we know what's going to happen. So we're planning on that. And without having a vehicle, I've got Melissa's, but I don't think that has four-wheel drive. So I don't yeah, expect she'll go to work on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. And I took Wednesday off just because that was good uh, good planning, I guess. So, right. again, we'll just see if it shouldn't be as bad as last time. And, you know, we got stuck multiple times. So it's just, all right, a foot of snow is not almost 22 inches of snow. So... 
hopefully it's easier to get around and the plows get out. Because it took them uh, four, five, six weeks. So we're going to work on this area of Mitchell to widen the street. So we're going to go over here. In the last week, they were still doing that. So it's going to hit and it's going to, the cleanup's going to go well into March. Right. Uh, I mean, right now they are projecting one to three inches of snow Tuesday afternoon uh, p.m. Uh, well, just Tuesday p.m. for St. Cloud. About an inch of snow then tomorrow night. So that's different than the one to three. And then they're talking about maybe an inch Wednesday and then five to eight inches of snow Wednesday night. But it's still the watching a potential winter storm. So those totals could indeed go up right now. Maybe they think they're kind of forecasting the storm to be more south like in the cities as i mentioned minneapolis 19 to 25 inches of snow or just base basically that in the twin cities um i know that the girls state hockey tournament is the 22nd through the 25th that's at the xl energy center there in st paul i would have to imagine that those games are going to be pushed back a little bit or postponed at least the first couple of days, and you're going to have to go back into you know, Sunday or whatever. Uh, the Wild, I think, have a couple of games. They have a home game coming up on the 27th, I think, or the 26th. So um, you're going to have to get these games in somehow, some way. Uh, but you can't with a historic winter storm. So Because uh, Kelsey and I went to the Wild game on Sunday, and I was, as I was walking through the... Um, by the way, I, I have a picture that I will be posting on Facebook here um, of this giant-ass cookie. It's called a T-Rex uh, cookie. I can palm this cookie. If that is, if, if, Remember when I palmed the wall clock and, uh, at the, yes. the studio at KSDJ down there in the basement at the Student Union? Size of a clock? It is about the size of a clock, yes. Um that is uh, gives you in any indication how big this cookie is. But as we were walking through, uh, I saw all these different things that the XL Energy Center has. You know, the girls' state hockey tournament, the 22nd through the 25th. Got uh, boys wrestling uh, state, like March 2nd through the 4th. You got boys hockey, uh, the 8th through the 11th. So all of these events are happening at this at the XL Energy Center. And if this storm impacts the Twin Cities. And really all of, you know, the, the metro and further south in Minnesota is like what they're saying. They're going to have a lot of events potentially pushed back or kind of staggered on top of one another. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how it all pans out. And I assume likewise for South Dakota. We got state wrestling in Rapid City Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They can just push that back to next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, the storm will, will probably be done, though, by Thursday there. But you got to get there. That's very true. Yep, very like true. It, it starts Thursday, so, you know, you, you, you leave Wednesday, and that just isn't going to be possible. Right. So, you know, unless they say, hey, everybody get here Tuesday, but wait it out Wednesday and do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm sure they could do that. But, yeah, if you're not there by tomorrow night, so... I haven't heard anything about that, so I, I wouldn't push it back to Fleming. Just push it back to next weekend. Make it easy. Don't make it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just, hey, we'll do it next weekend. So, And then we have, uh, well, you know what? We have the, um, the Summit League tournament starts on March 3rd. 
that Friday and stuff. So we'll have a heavy Summit League tournament preview next week. But you have that on top of like when does when's boys and girls basketball? That's got to be coming up like right after that, right? I'd like a month away, so we're okay. good. Okay. Like uh, girls would be March. I don't know. 10, 11, 12. One summer league tournament? Uh, the 3rd through the 7th. 7, 8, 9th. So it would be, what, 9, 10, 11. For the girls, boys would be, what, 16, 17, 18. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, we, we should be good by then. Man, we got a bunch of region stuff this week, and then boys region starts next week. So I think a lot of games will be played on Saturday. I think a lot of games will be played on Monday. So really, nothing like apart from wrestling, the these regional playoff games might be impacted by a few days, but nothing that should throw any tournaments into. Um, yeah, into, yeah, state tournaments and stuff. So yeah, apart we're from wrestling, from that. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully, and yeah, we we've got some time. But it's it's a bad bad time to start. I mean, we had weather at the beginning of the season, yeah. like the first full weekend or first full week of. High school basketball, we had three games postponed. Mm-hmm. And January, I don't think we really had anything postponed, but it was a mess. And then here again, so, yeah, this has been the most snow I've ever seen. Let's see, what is our two-day total for Mitchell? It's 19 inches back in February of 1962. Okay. Right, that's the February record of a two-day snowfall, so... Will probably be, will definitely be a top five there. So top five, that's incredible. Yeah, this is a definitely packing a punch. It's hitting the west right now, and we'll we'll see how it all uh, shakes out. We'll we'll talk about it next week, and we'll see if it actually lives up to the billing. Um, I I I love winter storms. I love storms in general. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed that St. Cloud appears to be. On the you know the northern edge of this in terms of you know the, like on the lighter totals that it, the heaviest stuff is going to hit more you know just south like 40 50 miles south but we'll see maybe it tracks north a little bit or maybe it tracks further south and Ziz doesn't get hit as much and St Cloud only gets six inches like you've been prepping us for this massive storm so I expect a massive storm. Don't disappoint me. Weather Channel, meteorologists everywhere, uh, Mother Nature. Give us this big winter storm. It was a lot better at before this last storm. Just how much snow we got and getting stuck. And yeah. Trying to get to work. And another guy I worked at him show for a couple of days. It's like, can I be like him? I just not sure. So it's, it's a mess. It's it's terrible. Do you have any um what what do they call it? like live uh, spots that you have to be at here this week? You know, like a like well, a, a jewelry uh, store, any place like that, a grocery store, any place like that. Well, well, there's normal stuff, thankfully. Okay. So good, no live hits. That's that's good. Well, that's good. I'm just gonna wait and see what because uh, Brandon on Tuesday and then. Maybe that Friday game will happen at the Corn Palace. Maybe. I can see it happening. It's Friday night. Storm should be done by Thursday morning. So, I could see that still being on as planned. So, Well, we will see how it all shakes out. How did you enjoy your first weekend of no NFL? Oh, that was pretty terrible. 
Uh, I went to Watertown for a boys game. That was probably the highlight of the weekend. We're working on this vinyl, vinyl floor in the basement stacking. Ugh. And it's just awful. The glue. We, we use glue on this. To... Did you have to tear any tile up first before laying the new no. tile down? Okay. Oh, no. We, we should have just used epoxy and painted the floor like they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vinyl um, stuff. And the problem is the glue is very sticky. Yeah. And it gets everywhere. It gets on top of it. So you go there and you just walk on it and it's all fucking sticky. Mm-hmm. You can never get it out. Try to get it out, and yeah. and this glue just still seeps up. It's been out, been there for eight, nine days, and it's should have been dry by now. Should have been dry after a couple days, but there are certain places you stepped and boom, there's a thing on white glue that pops up, so it still happens. So will you well, take like a scraper or something to get all that excess glue off of the of off of the vinyl? We've been scraping on our hands and knees with water. I got some stuff I'm going to try tonight. I think some Goo Gone. Oh, yes. I've, I've used Goo Gone before. Uh, good luck with that. Does that, does that work? Does that not I think it depends on the uh, it depends on the surface. Because uh, So we had some checkered tile on in our our front entryway. And then also we have the same checkered tile down, down the stairs. In, in the hallway. We're getting rid of it. But we found that there was some tile underneath this checkered tile on the entryway. Like, why in the hell would you cover this up with this god-awful uh, checkered crap? And unfortunately, because there was that, you know, adhesive stuff, we tried to use this Goo Gone, and it didn't work great. Um, I got this thing, and it. it's like in a yellow container, um, you you dump it in. You you take like a hand towel or washcloth, and you wipe it all over the floor. But you have to make sure that the floor is wet for you know a certain amount of time, and then try and scrape it off and stuff. Um, that worked to a degree, but we're still gonna retile over this with something better. Um, cause it just looks dirty. But uh, I have used Goo Gone before, so it depends on the on the on the surface. We use a steamer thing, and that's what. <laughs> I feel like we're at the end of this, so we steamed it a lot today. We've gotten a lot of it off. That's good. I want to use this stuff. I think it'll work. Yep. So we spray it. You let it sit for a few minutes, kind of scrape it off. So that's my plan, I think, because I want to be done with this. Yeah, well, I I hear you loud and clear on that. Here you and clear. So you didn't actually you didn't watch any XFL this weekend. No. All right. Very good. So we don't need to talk about that because it's garbage. Um, no. Nope. I do. I do. I do. I mean, this is the third version of the XFL, and I guess it's the least fanfare they've had. But I saw some clips of like some of their things that they did, you know, a couple of years ago, like with the three point conversion and. I like their kickoffs where the kicker kicks it off and the kicking team's like 10 feet away from the receiving team like at the 30-yard line. Mm-hmm. And that reduces, I would say, injuries quite greatly because you don't have a... A running start. 50, 60-yard running start on some of these things. Mm-hmm. So that's, I like that. So And... Uh, 
like what fourth and fifteen conversion for an onside kick. I like that. Yep. Onside kicks just like never happen anymore. I mean, I so, wish they would just go back to how onside kicks used to be. But yeah, they had one guy on one side and they took that away. So now it's like you know, onside kicks just what probably less than ten percent, five percent. So I, I like some of these rules that they put into place. Um, maybe the NFL will pick up on something, but uh, move the kickoff back to the thirty and just have the other guys set up at the other 30 and have the defense, uh, the return team, set up at the 20. And well, I guess they can't move until the returner catches the ball. So I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if the NFL implements any of that. Um, we don't have any real NFL news to talk about. Derek Carr went on a visit to the to the Jets, so there, there's that. Um yeah, uh, nothing NFL, so that's good. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Mac McClung is the big hero for the what he did in the dunk contest. I didn't watch a second of any of this All-Star coverage bullshit. Uh, the game was awful. There was no defense. Uh, who, is it? Uh, who is the Denver Nuggets coach? M- Matt Malone? Is that what his name is? Uh, Mike Michael. Mike, Mike Malone. Uh, what Mr. Malone said it was like the worst game ever. So nothing ever changes with this, but do you have any takeaways from NBA All-Star Weekend? Didn't see a second of it as you did. Um, dunk contest, I don't know, I didn't see it. They say it was great, so maybe I'll catch it at some point. This McClung got three uh, 50s, which is outstanding. And all on, on his first attempt. So we'll see what he did. Yeah, I, I didn't hear about anything. Like who won the three-point contest? Who won anything? Um, I could, I guess, uh, Team LeBron didn't win. But I woke up this morning and saw Jason Tatum had, what, 54, 55 points. Yep, an all-star game record, and he won MVP. Yeah, like, I don't care. But yeah, then they had the draft live. It's just a, a mockery of... It's just a joke. Oh, we're picking the reserve players first because we don't want anyone to feel bad because they got picked last. Shut the hell up. Just stop. It's bad. Yeah, it's... uh, What Anthony Edwards says that, like, yeah, people should play in games. Like, if you're 80%, you should play. Yes. I like like him. It's like, yeah, they're probably playing every game this year. Like, yeah, just play. Yeah, absolutely. I like that mindset. Too too bad no one else has that. I guess Russell Westbrook joined the Clippers, so that's good. Uh, Yep, so we'll see what that does for the Clippers. The NBA is off until Thursday, so there's that. Uh, I mean, really, the the heavy focus for us here moving forward is college basketball. We also need to get into the MLB rules, so what would would we like to tackle here first? Oh. Few more NBA things. Kevin Love. Oh yeah, yep. The Heat. He's just, like he's just been non-existent for years. Uh, Red McCombs died. Yep. Uh, Former. For those that don't know, he used to own the Vikings. Tried to get a stadium. Wasn't. Didn't get it done. Sold the team to the Wilfs, who ended up getting the stadium done. He also owned the Spurs and the Nuggets. I think. Yeah. Well. Ninety-five. I, I thought he had died uh, a while ago. So. I didn't think he was that old, so that's... that's One it. of those guys, I'm like, oh yeah, he was still alive. 
could have could have fooled me. So like he founded the Spurs, sold them to buy the Nuggets in '82, sold the Nuggets in '85, rebought into the Spurs. What a deal! Then he sold them again in '93. Then he bought the Vikings for two hundred and forty-six million. So then he uh, sold them for six hundred. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty good That's deal. He made his money in car re- uh, car retail. Um, I find that, you know, I guess he, he has all this money. How much money do you think Mattress Mac has? I mean, he places all these bets. I would think Mattress Mac uh, would be close to buying a, a sports team at this point, right? Well, I don't know if he's got that much money. Uh, probably not. I mean, cars cost way more than mattresses. So, but I, I mean, hope he has tens of millions, and he, like, he rarely wins these bets. Puts a million on this, million on that. So, um, yeah, Red McCombs, he was like the first owner I remember. Yes. Yep. Red, goddamn name Red. Name was Billy Joe McCombs. What a deal. Yes. Yep, uh, Red McCombs, RAP, uh, thoughts with his Net worth of uh, $1.6 billion, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, anything else before we get to the, the baseball and the basketball? No, excited about the baseball. All right. So let's get right. Let's, let's get to that here. Um, baseball, you got the, what pitchers and catchers are, uh, they're throwing and catching baseballs. We have, we have games coming up here like this week, this Saturday, I think is like the twins are playing, which is remarkable. Um, Anything, before we get to the rules, anything of note, anything that we're really excited about that we've seen, or or not really? No, you know, Andron's on like 102, but I don't think that's good when it's fucking, you know, first cup, first week of training camp, you really need to throw 102. No, we, we know so, what you have, so don't do not do anything to hurt your arm. He's into it here. Uh, prospect to pitcher Jordan... Bolzevic or whatever. He broke his jaw, got in a fight apparently. What apparently he did not do much fighting. He was the one that got beat up. Oh. So he'll be out for a couple of weeks with a broken jaw. He was really good a couple of years ago and has been terrible since. So he probably won't do much. But And something I hate are the projections. There's a couple of projections out there. Mm-hmm. One has the ones like around 82 wins. The other one has them winning the division at 88. So, I don't know. I don't like projections because, I don't know. I just don't. Because they're usually not right. So. And injuries they the, happen. They got, the, they got the Angels at 86 wind. Um, I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah, yes. Well, their owner is no longer selling the team. And part of that, you know, you wonder if that's an effort. Like, well, what that does to the, the prospects of them keeping Shohei Otani. Uh, I mean, He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, okay, because Mike Trout wants him, you know, trying to keep him there. Uh, but Otani just sounds like he's saying, oh, I'm an angel for now. Uh, I mean, that, that there's really nothing else much there at this stage. No, he can be a free agent next year, and they should trade him because he's not coming back because they're not any good. They made a lot of moves. Some of them are good. They're not making the playoffs. They're not finishing above 500. So, just one of the more 
they're not nameless and faceless because they got Trout and Otani, but again, it doesn't matter because they don't right. ever win. Right. Like baseball, you need to, you need some you need you need a lot of guys mm-hmm. to, to win baseball. You need a, you need a whole team of people. You need probably forty guys. You know, your starters. You're going to have a dozen guys start for you during the year. You need some depth there. Mm-hmm. Guys are going to get hurt. And no, Angels, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, we would probably take the Rangers with their moves and stuff ahead of the Angels, right? We, we, we're high yeah. on the, the Mariners, perhaps. The, certainly the Astros aren't going anywhere. The A's and the, the Angels are, are bottom. They're basement dwellers at this stage. I couldn't name you two players for the Athletics. <laughs> I couldn't either. An outfielder, Ramon Lariano. Oh, I have heard of him. Other than that, I couldn't name you a single player that plays for Oakland. Oakland fans probably can't name a single player either. That That's the only thing. They need to move to Vegas. New stadium, go to Vegas. Join the Raiders. That has to be a retractable roof, though. Or uh, not a retra- yeah, retractable roof, right? You yeah. can't. You can't play it. It's too hot. So, yeah, do that. It, it's, Vegas. Yeah, it's got to be just like the like the Diamondbacks have, or even the Astros. Yeah, so. do that. Or the Rays could move there. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But these these rule changes. This is the the big thing that's been kind of going on. And I mean, some of them are good. I, I like the pitch counts. I do like you know the pitcher having to be there for a certain amount of time or a certain amount of batters faced. I, I think that's good. I am. I'm a fan of getting rid of the shift. Um, some people aren't because it means, you know, like if you're a hitter, you know, just hit away from the shift. But this is the, the analytical side of it. Like they, they they say, oh, we know this this is where they're going. Well, I, I'm okay with them getting rid of the shift and going back to just purely, you know, positional baseball. I think that's fine. Um, you know, some people aren't. But the, the, the big ones are, I guess, well, that, you know, the shift gone, but then they're putting this runner back at second for extra innings after they said they weren't going to, and that just is befuddling to me, and I think it makes a lot of people upset. It's a waste of time. Like, I can, when, when, when there's an extra inning game, I usually forget about it, and then when I remember, it's like, ah, oh, you may as well turn the game off because to me, like, it doesn't matter anymore. They mm-hmm. like, oh, played nine innings. It's a four-four tie. It to me, you put a runner at second. It just cheapens the game. So, yeah, that's a terrible rule. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Like these are the most changes of any sport I ever remember. Mm-hmm. And like big impacting. Only the only thing that could be bigger is the. Uh, automated umpires, and I believe in the next next ten years for sure. I would say that's going to happen. Well, the Maybe minor the aren't isn't some aren't some of like the minor league levels or some of the div- uh, the leagues within said minor the the minor yeah. league divisions and stuff. They're going to robot umps or automated umps, right? Yeah, they've had it for the past year or so, and the AAA they're going to have it. So, yeah, maybe the next five years. I like it. Uh, get the calls right. We have the technology. Uh, make make the sport fair. Make it accurate. A lot of technology to make it 
to make it right. If you throw a strike and it's not called a strike, well, that's a miss. And that's, it shouldn't happen. The goal should be to get get the game and the plays correct. The call is correct. Because I feel like baseball's got the least amount of problem with that. Because football, every week we talk about these missed calls with football and that's the way it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. Basketball, all the time. I was talking about that Duke thing a couple weeks ago. Yes, yep. There's all that. Oh, in the final two minutes, here's what we missed. We missed these five calls on, on the Lakers. So. Yep, yep. Like, that really doesn't happen in baseball. You, you miss balls and strikes. A good umpire will miss, you know, maybe three or four or five a game. So the bad ones will miss 10 or 12. So it's not a lot, but it makes a big difference. So, yeah, guy on second, terrible. The big one is the pitch count, the pitch clock. I would say there's going to be 15 to 20 minutes shaved off these games, which I guess is good. But, like, are you going to watch now because the game takes 240 instead of three hours? Like, who's going to watch? People always say, oh, these games are too long. Uh, they're, they're not too long. They're just, I don't know, spots where nothing happens for a while. That's the... So I guess you quicken the pace a little bit. That, that's the big issue, I think, is that you know you can you can go make dinner and miss maybe one inning, one and a half innings, and there's like virtually nothing happened. Um, okay. You know, sometimes you might you know see oh a grand slam or maybe there's a ten eight, but for the most part, you can baseball is one of those sports you can have on in the background and you don't need to constantly have your eyes on the TV because there's. Not not much is happening for the uh-huh. for a major duration, major part of the game. Um, I guess it would be similar to soccer in that regard. The difference with soccer is that there is an actual time clock to it, a time element. Um, so I do like the pitch count. Well, and we've seen this time and time again, especially with Yankees and Red Sox, whether they're playing each other or playing against one. Another. Who has the longest game times out of any two teams? In Major League Baseball, it has to be the Red Sox and Yankees, and not even close, right? Like, who? Like, why is that? I don't know. Are there, are there a lot of pitch changes? Are they just slow? Are there a lot of runs scored? I think that I, I think they're just slow. I, I really don't know do. why those games take forever. I I don't know. So I mean, I mentioned a couple rules. Um, you know, the, the the shift and stuff. Are you okay with them getting rid of the shift? No. Don't like that. It's like people figured out, okay, if somebody hits the ball over here 80% of the time, let's put another guy over there. It took them 150 years to figure that out. And then they've done it for the last five years extensively and probably goes back 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it more and more. It's like, well, yeah, if a guy hits it there, Put another guy there. And how many times have you seen a guy hit it right into the shift? Sometimes they hit it elsewhere. But more times than not, they hit it right to that extra fielder. So I don't like it. You take away is my ability to stop you. It's like uh, in football. You can only say football and say, oh, you have to have four linemen. Like, I wouldn't like that. But that's what they're, they're telling you to do. They're, they're telling you where to put your players. So I don't I don't like it at all. 
Okay. I hear, I, I understand that, that part of it. I, and I think it's more enjoyable, and then guys will benefit from it. And it won't be like it used to be, where guys just play pretty much straight up. So, is we'll see, the uh, there'll be ways around it, I'm sure. We'll see what, what happens. Is, you know, you is part of the issue the fact that batters now, that players are trying to just go crank out the home run? Uh, so yeah. much so, I mean, we're seeing more home runs and strikeouts. Like, does that now that now that we're going away from the shift, do you think that more players will not try and swing for the fences, but just kind of put balls in play? Yeah, I think that's the idea. Because home runs and home runs up, strikeouts are up, batting averages are down, stolen bases are down. So it's a completely different sport than it was twenty or thirty years ago. So that should help with that. Speaking of stolen bases, isn't there something regarding if you throw over two times on the third time uh, to a batter, they, it's an automatic balk or something like that? And I think I maybe hate that more than the shift. Because, okay, you throw over twice, the runner knows you can't throw over again. Right. So what do you do? I guess unless the runner probably goes, you can throw over. So I would just do yeah I would take to, like a big lead you know go back and stuff like well my my issue with it more than anything is that a, I mean it that impacts I think the game far more as you said if you hate it more than the shift I think it impacts that but also it impacts the record for stolen bases like we're gonna not why would you even try and steal a base like I, I don't what are you gonna count it as a stolen base if there's a a balk like it, it to me. That takes away more from the the spirit of the the game, the spirit of the, that record of the stolen base than anything. I, I just I find that completely ridiculous. Kind of like saying uh, you can only blitz four times a quarter, right? And once once you blitz four times, you can no longer blitz. So do you save them to the end? Do you save them uh, when? When do you save them? So or like in basketball, you can only shoot. Five, three, six three-pointers a quarter, four or five three-pointers. And if you shoot any more than that, then it's automatic, like a, the other team gets a free throw. Yeah. Like, you can't, I don't like that at all. Like, stolen bases will go up. I don't know how much they're going to go up. You think so they will go up? They'll go up, uh, but I don't know how by how much. Um, just trying to see, like... Uh, Year by year, see who, you know, Ricky Anderson's the greatest. And like last year, I guess what, 40 maybe? What do we got? Uh, yeah, 35 stolen bases. That's all it took. Year before was 40. Year before that was 24. That was COVID. So really uh, about 40 to 45, you would lead baseball quite easily in stolen bases. It's been, when's the last guy to get 60? Juan Pierre back in 2010. Okay. For the White Sox had 68. Wow. So it's been 12 or 13 years since anybody's gotten over 60 stolen bases. So they'll go up. Is anybody going to steal 60 this year? I don't know. Uh, and then what players are now going to be more valuable? Which players are not going to be hurt by the shift? Which players are going to uh, use their speed more? And that'll help them. That'll help them contract time as well. 
But is Major, is Major League Baseball going to try and tout this, you know, the stolen base record? Like, oh, look at all these great plays, you know, these guys stealing bases. Like, this is, you know, they're they're on fire. They're so fast. But it, it cheapens the records. It cheapens the statistics. Yeah, a little bit. Bases are bigger, too. Yeah. Bases are three inches larger, which doesn't sound like much. But then you think of how many plays are so close in baseball. I think you know three inches could make a difference. I've so. seen I've seen like comparisons, and it is quite it is quite alarming just how much bigger these bases are. Do we think you could see more injuries, like more rolled ankles and stuff, because of how big the bases are? Ideally, they do this so it's safer since there's more room to there's more room. So you, you shouldn't get your feet tangled up. There's more room to be on the base and not get hurt. I'm just wondering if slide in a second. Yeah. Or bang, 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 play it first. Uh, I'm just, it's safety so that the fielder and the base runner can both be uh, both be on the base at the same time. I'm so. just wondering, like, if I'm turning for second to try and extend a single into a double. And I, you know, am hustling down the line here, and I step on the bag, and it, you know, because it's so much bigger, maybe I turn a little bit wrong. Could I roll an ankle? That's that's the only thing I'm wondering. And maybe my thought on this is completely preposterous and misses the 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 larger point entirely. I'm just wondering if we could see some more injuries as a result. Well, I'm thinking more on you know, like from first going to second. Oh, I'm sure Bucks and Hiller themselves are about. Do we think it'll be on base running? I think he'll probably run into a wall, or maybe he'll uh, hurt himself putting the shades on in the dugout. Like last year, I think he slid into second base in Boston early on. That's why he messed up his knee, mm-hmm. and it was messed up all season long. That was like the second week of the season. Yep. So, so there was that. So he'll get hurt somehow. There- so yeah, just so many changes that I think, like uh, I mean, Jeff Passan with ESPN said it was the. Biggest change since integration, allowing black players to play. Wow. That's pretty big. And I would say the mound being uh, lowered in 1968 or after 68, that's a pretty significant thing, lowering the mound. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was no offense in 68. So, yeah, these are big changes, big as I ever remember. Um, the pitch clock, though, what, 15 seconds with nobody on base, 20 with somebody on base. <laughs> Yes, this should be outstanding. Like, get up there and go. Yet, once you're in the box, batter got to stay in the box. It's yeah, it doesn't need to be like this. So, yeah, some of these are good changes. Are there any other changes that we haven't gotten to that are of significance? Uh, You know, there. I'm sure there are some minor ones that we you know, haven't talked about, but are there any other ones that you think are going to significantly impact the game for this year? Every player, every team needs a Dominican. <laughs> Is that well, a rule? That's, that's all right. Um, let's see, what do we got here? Um, uh, the, the DH. Let's see, is this real here? Okay, this is an idea because pitchers don't go along anymore. Mm-hmm. This is, I like this where 
a team would lose their DH if their starting pitcher doesn't go five innings. Well, but what if they give up seven runs on ten hits and that's three and two thirds? Yeah, so that's that's the only problem. Like, well, sometimes your starting pitcher is not good enough. Yeah, I don't like that rule. What I like you... the idea, but how do you? There's got to be. Fast... Well, you know, he could go out there again, but they pulled him. He only gave up two runs in four innings. Or he gave up eight runs in two innings that should be pulled. So well, that that's the thing. You're going to have to look. You're going to have to look at the factors that go into that. And then who who would replace the DH? Would they? Would you just have the pitcher hit? Yeah, it'd be the pitcher, and then you would have you would just pinch shit for the pitcher all the time. So like the National League used to do. So yeah. there's that, and I hated like last year was the first, last year a couple of years where they said if you came into the game you had to face three hitters. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I don't like because it dictates how the game is played. It dictates how you're using your players. So I hate when guys come in for one batter and that's all they face. But if you're coming in and it's not between innings, you have to face three guys. So so there's that. Do you uh, think? So- other- oh, go ahead. Sorry. The other big one is the schedule changes. Yes, because every team is playing every one this year. Yes, it is. That's another huge one. I don't see what divisions it, to make it more balanced. I th- I look at the NL West. You know, you get like a team teams like the Rockies and the Diamondbacks now have a chance because they don't have to face the Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants as many times. You know the. The, the Orioles, who now are better, but they don't have to face the Yankees and the Rays and the Blue Jays 19 times, you know? Uh-huh. The Marlins, even. I mean, the Marlins are going to benefit from this. Twins might not, because you don't get to beat up on the Royals and the, the Tigers as much. The, uh, like the Indians played the fewest games of any team last year against winning teams. It was like 60 or 62. Yikes. So, yeah, they benefited because I don't think there was any other team in their division that finished above 500. Mm-hmm. So, that hurts them. so, I like it. I do, too. Yeah. What, 18, 19 games against your division, that's too much. Well, and now and, you get to see teams like, you know, yeah. like the Cubs get to come to Minneapolis this year. And they, they get to come every two years, not every five um, yeah, you would go when you wouldn't see teams for you know seven or eight years would go by before teams would play Philly, certain places. Philly fans wouldn't see Mike Trout except once every four or five years. Now you can see him every other year. So I like that. It's like yeah, that's the only sport where you could go an entire player's career and he wouldn't play a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I know. Like- you put him on the road, or if you're not pitching against a certain team, you're not going to see him. Mm-hmm. So. So that's a big change. You know, we'll see maybe, uh, maybe, or sure, sure, one year an entire division will probably finish above 500. Yeah. So, whether that's the AL East or, you know, if they don't got to play each other nearly as often. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, Jason Stark had some things about the schedule. I think the Twins play the Yankees early, where, like, the Yankees play the Twins as many times as they play Boston in the first three months. Or, or some stuff like that. So there's a a lot of these games early on will be non-division games for whatever reason. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I, I I would 
would figure you want to play your division early because there's going to be some weather things that are going to happen. Maybe they want more of a division of the pennant races later in the season. Well, I feel like it would be tougher to make a game up between you know the Twins and another team not in your division. Yeah. Because if you're going to play the White Sox early and it gets postponed, well, it's like, fine, we play the White Sox five more series throughout the year. So that shouldn't be a big deal. But yeah, these are unbelievable changes. Um, it'll be interesting to see when, I mean, even with spring training, I'm sure there'll be things early on in the regular season when, uh, when these, when these things happen for real. So I think what we're going to do or what's going to happen is there's going to be two, there's going to be more two men outfields. So that's how they're going to get around the shift. So we have two guys in center or two guys in the outfield. And I suppose you bring in one of your outfielders or you put an infielder in. Okay. But I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. Do you think that the the focus on analytics and all these advanced, you know, all these new statistics or advanced statistics, do you think that has ruined the, the game to a degree? And I, the only reason I say that is because, you know, way back when – you know, you would have these pitchers that would go, you know, seven, eight innings, and now we have starters that go sometimes only two innings. Maybe they go four or five, and then they get out. You have uh, relief pitchers that face only one batter, and we see that happen more and more often now than we did in the past. Is that because of the metrics, the advanced statistics that we see? Not almost seem to be like inventing there always seems to be and baseball to me is the is the sport that has the most outlandish statistics out there you know nba is maybe a close second uh, the nfl there um it just seems like oh we have you know war and all these other you know different statistics and stuff and different ways of showing how valuable a certain player is do you think analytics have hurt the game of baseball at all because of how it changed the strategy for these teams. And now baseball subsequently is trying to revert back to how it was before when the games were going a little faster and how the game used to be played. You know, it, you know, because now they're trying to make all these changes and some people hate it because it doesn't seem natural, but is it because of the progression of this, these analytics? I think it's made people smarter. Like it may, the game may not be as exciting because like people have figured out, oh yeah, the guy hits it there 80% of the time, so we'll put a guy over there. Like baseball can be very stubborn and resistant to change. Mm -hmm. But it seems like when something happens, it moves quickly. It just takes a long time for it to finally get going. Like, the, the shift makes a lot of sense, and everybody does it now. Uh, the starting pitching thing, like Chris Archer and Dylan Bundy and, and the Twins, they would go two times through the order for the most part, and that would be it. Mm-hmm. Because you know, analytics or just the stats tell you that the third time through the order, pitcher doesn't do very well. So they would rather bring in a fresh arm from the bullpen than have whoever pitch to a lineup for a third time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that 
that's always that's always been the case. That's usually the case with a pitcher. He's not as good the third time around. Right. Whether that because he's getting tired or fatigued or because the other team's now seen him two times. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I've seen this pitcher twice. This is my third time. I know what to expect now. So all of those factors go into it. So it, it would just make sense. Oh, yeah, our, our, our pitcher gives uh, gives up an average of 300 uh, third time around. It's only... So like 200 is first time and like 225 is second time. And then it jumps to 300 is third time through. So it's like, well, yeah, let's not have him go through the order third time. Right. But then the pitching changes add to the time of the game yeah. and stuff. So that's well, why that's why I'm just wondering if, if you know, the, the way, as you say, like baseball, like teams are getting smarter, you know, managers are getting smarter with how they manage the game. But also I think you can tend over – Overmanage. I mean, we've seen Rocco Baldelli multiple times make inexplicable decisions, and he's going based off of the analytics. Some managers are more of a feel; others go by the stats. So that I just wonder if there's a happy medium somewhere in there. But if because of all of these advanced statistics and the analytics that have become so popular in recent years, if maybe that has contributed to the reasons for maybe the decline in the in the in the game or the length of the game and now MLB is trying to take steps to curb it back to where it used to be probably because all those all those things make sense but they also make it harder it makes it harder to score mm-hmm. bringing in more pitchers and they're all throwing 98 miles per hour so yeah definitely it makes it a different game it makes it you know the offense and um, and then from the hitter's perspective, it's like, all right, what are the chances that we're going to get three hits in this inning to get a run? Mm-hmm. Or what are the chances I'm just going to get a home run? So it's like, I don't care if I strike out. I don't care if I hit 200. If I can hit 40 home runs, uh, we'll go with that. So instead of getting three hits in a row or three hits in an inning to score, I'm just going to swing for the fences. Maybe I get a double and they can knock me in that way. So just a different game. Mm-hmm. And how it's how it's played, so it'll be interesting to see what what happens with these changes. I mean, and sometimes with a pitcher, if a pitcher is rolling, it, like just let them go. It's like, are they they just can't hit him tonight? Let him go six, seven, eight innings. But that just doesn't happen. But Sandy Alcantara with the Marlins, I think he had the most innings and he had more complete games than any team. Mm-hmm. He had five, six complete games last year. It's like, yeah. Certain guys can do that, and if you have one of those guys, let them go. So, yeah, definitely, it's a fascinating discussion, and one I think. Yeah, that... I, guess, I guess with the bullpen too, like in the past, you probably didn't have guy guys didn't throw nearly as hard, mm-hmm. and now uh, you've got a bunch of guys in the bullpen. Like, oh yeah, we can bring this guy in, and he's much better than our starter. So let's bring him in and have him pitch. So. Yeah, like, like teams get smarter and say, oh, this makes more sense. This gives us a better shot to win, even if it, it doesn't look quite as fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like with the NBA, it's like, oh, yeah, let's shoot a bunch of three-pointers. If we make a third of them, that's the same as making half of our twos. Mm-hmm. But let's just shoot 30 of them a game. If we make 10 of them, that's fine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like this. 
it's fun after a while, but then after a while, it's like, all right, this is enough. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, what, what do you do in practice? Just shoot? Right. So it's, it's like, well, uh, we were, our shots went down tonight. Our shots didn't, didn't go down tonight. So it's. Well, just kind of the much. overall feel of the game. Just the, the overall, um, just the, 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 the watchability. Just the style, goes down. style of play. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes away from what it used to be. And that like, like the NFL, they don't run the ball much. It's like, boy, why, why run the ball when we can pass it? And our quarterbacks and receivers are so good, and our defensive backs refuse to cover guys. It's like, why not pass it? Well, and, so, and a lot of the rules, though, in the NFL have well, been yeah, been geared towards putting up more points. You know, they they've made it more difficult for defenders. You know, to to play aggressive against a wide receiver or hitting, you know, the the, the illegal hits and all that. So, yeah, usually uh, things are done to increase offense for the most part. Well, yeah. Dave, interesting discussion. Um, so, yeah, those are the big rule changes ahead. But, yeah, baseball, we got spring training games starting up here, so that's pretty good. Uh, college basketball, March Madness is fast approaching. Conference tournaments start next week, Cringe. Conference tournaments begin. We have just so many of them starting, and honestly, I'm very, I'm pleasantly surprised that we have a couple of mid-major conferences that are starting their conferences earlier than they have in years past. The Big Sky and the Southland Conference both are going, like, starting over the weekend and having their conference championship games on Wednesday. Before it was always, you know, the, only the Patriot League would be on that Wednesday of championship week. Now we have additional conferences. It means there's less conference championship game or bids on the line on Saturday. So you don't have, you know, the... You know the big sky get lost in the shuffle with everyone else. You don't have the Southland getting lost in the shuffle. They get more of the the stage themselves. I think that's a huge plus for a lot of these mid majors. I wish they would do that more often. But we do have conference tournaments starting next week. It's all and we had the the top sixteen release this week. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Really? At all. Is this would this happen or did this just come up? What is this coming up? No, though they, they they the 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 committee unveiled it on Saturday. Well, goddamn, I I didn't watch a damn thing. What do we got? Yeah, so uh, Hold here, on, here we go. What do we got? Let me okay. Can I? I won't look at this. Or can I? Can I guess? Can I? Uh, yeah, let me let me pull it up here. Um, Alabama's got to be. Keep in mind this. Keep in mind that this was before any of the games took place on Saturday. So let me let me get this uh, pulled up here. Um, yep. So they did this on CBS. So Clark Kellogg, Jay Wright is doing uh, uh, stuff for CBS this year. Very good. He was in a nice suit. We always like Jay Wright in a good suit. Um, but here we go. Um, can I? Just- Houston, Alabama. Yes, Purdue and Kansas would be your ones. Yes, uh, Houston, uh, Alabama, then Houston, Purdue, and Kansas were the ones. So Houston was one? No, uh, Alabama was one. Houston was two. Two, okay. UCLA would be number five? Um, 
No, it appears that they were eight. Number eight. Virginia five? No. Arizona five? No. Texas five? Yes. Texas five, Arizona six, Baylor seven, UCLA eight. So those are all the two seeds. Virginia nine? Uh, no. Jesus Christ. Tennessee? Tennessee is nine, yes. Or the Marquette squad. I gotta be a three seed. No. What a bunch of horseshit. But then what, uh, what do we got here? So, Tennessee, or you, you were right with Virginia as a three seed. They were ranked 10 overall. Um, Iowa State, 11. Kansas State. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Kansas State, though. Fuck. Kansas State getting a three seed. That's fine. That doesn't make any Iowa, sense. Iowa State's lost nine goddamn games. Kansas State has struggled, though, in recent weeks. Like, that, to me, I was stunned when I saw Kansas State as a three-seed. Like, it, I would be willing to take a 14. Like, if Colgate's a 14 and I'm playing Kansas State a three-seed, sign me up for that 14-3 upset right now. I I don't trust Kansas State as far as I can throw them. Iowa State's lost five of seven. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 not saying I trust Iowa State either, but Iowa State at a three. What world are we living in? I mean, this was Saturday. Yeah, this is a big. The Big Twelve's tough this year, though. Um, I can't say like who else would you put there? Gonzaga, no. Well, it, it, they, remember we have the four seeds as well. So do you want to guess the four I, seeds? I, I put Marquette as a three seed. Yep, they were. They are not. Um, they are a four seed. But who's the other three seed? You got uh, no. I, I, I'm sorry. The, the three seeds were Tennessee, Virginia, Iowa State, and Kansas State. Iowa State. No, I'd put them like at a a six, and I'd, I'd put Marquette as a three seed. I would agree with that. Marquette was your four. Gonzaga's got to be a four. Yep, Gonzaga's a four. Indiana, because people have hard on for Indiana. Yes. Uh, the X's. Yes. Uh, Don't, you got them. UConn because they're fucking stupid. Nope, nope, nope. Um, you got the four seeds: Indiana, Gonzaga, Marquette, and Xavier. I guess Indiana, Marquette, Gonzaga, and Xavier. Okay, I forgot about Marquette. Yep. So. Yeah, that, that's good. That's a finalist. Um, I would just switch. The, the, I'm gonna have Iowa State in my top sixteen. That's for goddamn sure. The, the teams that just missed out, according to the chair, uh, were Creighton, Miami, St. Mary's, and UConn. So those would then, by virtue, be the, this the is a week. That is a weak top of the bracket, I think. Well, it's a, isn't this kind of a weak year in college basketball? Because it it, like, when you actually see these things seeded out, when you see Iowa State and Kansas State as three seeds, when you see so at St. Mary's uh, in that five range, like that's St. Mary's just asking for a twelve-five upset. Honestly, I'm kind of buying St. Mary's this year because they they've shown the propensity to score when they need to. I I'm kind of buying into St. Mary's this year, and that that's not. I'm I'm not saying to make a deep run, but win a game. yeah, I I mean Marquette Texas, obviously. I don't, I don't like Texas anymore. I no, but you never know. Marcus Carr doing some good stuff there. Honestly, you know some of the teams that have. What, what was the team last week that I said watch out for this team? I don't know. Uh, 
our Say it what it's in uh, our it's in our favorite city. What team is in New Orleans? Oh, no. Vanderbilt. <laughs> Tulane. Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. Vanderbilt do this week. Yes, yes, Vanderbilt. They keep winning games. They beat South Carolina. They've they 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 beat Florida last week. They're five in a row. I think so. Vanderbilt, I think playing Texas Tech also playing really well. What they beat Texas last week, they beat Kansas State. Texas Tech is now winning some games in a row. So I think they should, if, if they can keep winning, these teams should get into that bubble discussion. Um, Oregon just got swept by the Washington schools. Oregon, get out of here. New Mexico lost to Wyoming last week. New Mexico, get out of here. What was not New Mexico the last undefeated team? I believe so, yes. Second, second to last, I think the last, and they're, they're not going to make the tournament. Probably, possibly not, no. Um, yeah, I, right now, if I were to tell if I were to pick a, a conference that has the best chance to get three or more teams to the Sweet 16, give me the Big East. I love the Big East, the top of the Big East this year. I love Creighton. Creighton playing really good uh, basketball right now. They had that tough game last week against Providence and dealt, what, double overtime, I think it was? Yeah. Um, you know, the, Providence ultimately wins that game. I've, I've kind of grown to, to love Xavier, what they've got when all their guys are healthy. And, of course, Marquette. Uh, I mean, the Cocal guy is outstanding. Um Get, get, give me those three teams to get to the Sweet 16 for sure. Um, at least right now, barring barring something unforeseen. UConn, we'll see if, you know, can they grow a little bit, perhaps. But I, I'm really digging the Big East making, you know, having their teams. They may only get five teams in the big dance this year. But those top three can certainly advance to the second weekend and beyond. Yeah, I do like that. Oral Roberts is 28th in the poll. Oral, it, oh, they struggled with UND last week. I Do you think, like, we just had an undefeated team from the Summit League last year in South Dakota State. Never had been done before. And SDSU did it, regular season-wise. And then they ultimately won the conference tournament. Yeah. Do we think Oral Roberts is going to do that? Because that would mean more yeah. than likely that they will have to beat South Dakota State twice, both on the road, essentially. I mean, I know Sioux Falls is a neutral site, but for all intents and purposes, it's a road game, and you have to play them in frost on senior day this week. I think they lose at least one of those games, if not two. I think they I think they beat South Dakota State. Both times? Yeah. I guess DSU... They're going to be what twelve and four, thirteen and five in the conference, and it's like oh, they've had such a bad year. They'll be the two seed, and they, they've had a couple of big second half comebacks where they've been down, you know, 10, 15, 18 points. Yeah, eighteen points this last week to Denver on the road. That was. So that's not good. I was stunned that they came. I I I went to bed. And I saw they were down by nine or whatever at the half. And I was like, oh, great. Probably not going to win. I wake up in the middle of the night, check my phone. Oh, my gosh. They won by five. And then to look at it and see that they were down 18 with, like, nine minutes left in that comeback, that's that was incredible. 
I think Oral Roberts goes undefeated, and there'll be a popular 12-5 upset. I would take them. I absolutely will take them, unless they're playing my Creighton squad. Nope, can't yep. do it. Our Creighton squad. Oh, if, they, if they play St. Mary's, if they play UConn. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yep. If they play Iowa State, come on. They play Kansas State. Yep. Miami. Yeah. And like all those Big East teams are going to be like four or five seats. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see where they're seated. But yeah, everybody's gonna gonna pick Oral Roberts. And rightfully so. I mean, they've been outstanding. Um, do let let's let's play this out. Let's say Oral Roberts. Loses. They have to win the tournament to get it. Do, I was just going to say, let's say they make it to the championship game and lose to SDSU. Do yeah. they get in? No. I would agree with that. Based off of their non-conference, which includes the likes of John Brow, whatever the hell that is, uh, Texas Southern, Oklahoma Baptist, yeah, no thing, Roger State, Ozark Christian. These are, te- these are actual teams that they played in in November, uh, they beat Tulsa. That's fine, uh, but Tulsa sucks, so that's not great. Liberty, that's a good win. Um, like that's it. Their non-conference is their wins are atrocious. That's five. That's five schools that like probably don't even count. Right. NAI twos. Like they beat, they played Houston, I think, but still they did. They lost to they lost to St. Mary's by eight. Um, that was, I think, was their first game of the year. They lost to, to Houston by 38. Um, that that's not. Good. I, I, I would I would love to make a schedule. I think we'd all love to make schedules for, yes. for college. Yes. Be like, like how tough is it to? I'm sure it's easy to get those games. Like, hey, you want to play us? Yeah, sure. Here's ten thousand dollars or whatever. Yep. yep. But, but try and find some games against. Division one teams, because how much? I mean, how, their, their net ranking. I think they're like forty fifth, which is pretty good. Uh, and Ken Palm, I just saw today, they're in the fifties. So okay, with those five games that probably don't even count. Or yeah, no, no. Was it sixty sixty seven and SDSU was one fifty eight? That's in Ken Palm. Like if you schedule four or five games against teams that are actually teams. Like, how would that affect the ranking? Right. No, I, I absolutely agree. And that's why I, I just asked the question, like, if they lose one game and it was yeah. in the championship, like, obviously, if you lose twice to South Dakota State, you're probably, you're not getting in. But if you lose in the championship game, do you have a chance? I think they are in the discussion, but I can't put them in because of that non-conference. That's just, that's just awful. Because it didn't be, you know, the Summit League so bad this year that, there's no quality wins to be had. Right now, looking at looking at the men's side of it here, Oral Roberts, one seed, South Dakota State, the two seed. They've secured that, so they're playing on Saturday, big Saturday. Once again, when the tournament really starts, sorry, not going to go with what they're doing on Friday. Um, you have SDSU, both SDSU teams playing on Saturday again. The women play, the men play, so that's good. On the men's side, Friday has a chance to be a somewhat decent showing because you have South Dakota and North Dakota playing. So 
uh, for sure USD fans should would hopefully you would hope show up, but they likely won't. Uh, South Dakota would be taking on Omaha. North Dakota would be taking on the Pios. Um, I I still think it, right now as this plays out, and we'll we'll have the official bracket next week. But Oral Roberts would be taking on either uh, North Dakota. Well, how are they going to do that? Is, is it going to be if like if Omaha wins is the ten seed, they would play the two seed, right? So they would play South Dakota State. I don't know if they're going to reseed it or not. I don't know. That's I, I'm going to say right now that they don't because we as we've seen before, it's like the the one eight four five two seven three six. They they do it like that. So I, I would imagine that they won't reseed it, but you never know. But right now, then Oral Roberts would either take on North Dakota or Denver, and South Dakota State would take on USD or Omaha. The thought of playing USD kind of scares me, given how close it was in Frost. I still think they would beat USD, but you don't really want to play your rival right away. Um, you'd have North Dakota State against Western Illinois. That's a pretty good game. Those two teams actually play this week. And St. Thomas and in, in Kansas I got to tell you, St. Thomas, this has the makings of the Atlantic Sun written all over it if St. Thomas were to somehow make a run to the championship game. I keep hearing about you know, St. Thomas. Oh, look out for them in the years to come. Because they're St. Thomas in Minneapolis. I think they're going to get a lot of the Minnesota players. I, I do. I think they can. Like- they can recruit there. I'll believe it when I see it. Like, you got SDSU, they'll be the best team for as long as they're in the conference. You've got Oral Roberts, they're on a pretty good run right now. But how are you going to replace Max Abesmith, though? I mean, that's that's the yeah. reason that for their success, and he's done after this year. And North Dakota State's usually pretty good. They're not good this year, but they're usually the second best team. So, like, it's not difficult to be at the top of this conference. So maybe St. Thomas can be three or four. But I'm not buying in at all to, oh, St. Thomas, they're going to be so tough. Like, sure. Nobody, think, nobody's beaten South Dakota State yet consistently, so I don't think it's going to be that. I will get back to the men's college basketball here in a second, but, you know, since we're on the, the subject of the Summit League, just switching over the women quickly, SDSU is looking to go undefeated in Summit League play for the first time ever which is remarkable considering how many good teams they've had. They've always had that one stumble during the years. Normally it's been USD in years past, but other years it was, you know, maybe, a, I don't know, was it Purdue-Fort Wayne or was it a Western Somewhere along the Oral Roberts, maybe they would trip and stumble and fall, but that's not the case this year. They are running away with this. Um, the North Dakota and North Dakota State are both 10-6. and six heading into this final weekend, so that's something interesting to watch. Uh, USD, 8-8, eight and eight, Oral Roberts, 8-8, eight and eight, so that's, you know, they're playing this week. That's uh, something to watch for as well. Who's, it, it seems like the 7-10 through 10 matchup is going to be Omaha against uh, UMKC or Kansas City, and then St. Thomas against Western Illinois. Um I mean, good luck getting a thousand people for that for those games. 
on Friday. That that just does nothing at all. But right now, as it would stand, I mean, who? It doesn't matter. It, do, it honestly does not matter. This is not going to be a year in which Omaha upsets South Dakota State in the first round, the eight over the one. It, it's just not going to happen. SDSU is going to roll through this tournament. This is the worst the conference has ever been that I can remember. Yes, agreed. So, like USC just got trounced. USD is not even good. Well, and that's the that's the difference, right? I mean, normally it's been SDSU, USD, and everyone else. So USD and SDSU helped make the 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 league better than it otherwise would be because everyone else just couldn't compete with them. This year, USD is is bad. They're not good. Coach left town, took some players with her, and that, that hurt them. So, yeah, I mean, they've been beating teams routinely by 30, 40, 50 points. They're just beating the hell out of them. So. Denver lost to U, or to SDSU by 45 on Sun, on Thursday night, and then they just went and beat USD by eight or something. Terrible. So, um, yeah, it's all about getting to the Sweet 16 this year, so. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll get an 11 seed, maybe. They're 40th in net rankings. So, I don't know, maybe a 10, 11 seed. They'll have five losses. That'll be pretty good. But, yeah, this is the worst. Like, I don't even want to like, even go to the games because at least, well, it'll be SDSU and USD, and that'll be a competitive game. Like, now it's just not good. It's going to be a breath of fresh air for ESPN maybe to have someone other than those two South Dakota teams in the championship game, but it's not going to be great because it's not going to be competitive. You know, I mean, with SDSU-USD, it was always going to be close. That's not going to be the case this year, most likely. Uh, Charlie Cream, his latest bracketology, had South Dakota State in Austin facing Florida State as the five seed, and then they would take on the winner of Texas and Illinois State. Doesn't really scare me at all. So. No, you got that, yeah. North Carolina and Villanova is four fives. Uh, you also got UCLA and Oklahoma. Let's play UCLA again because we have to play them at least twice a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa State, I would prefer to go to Iowa. Boulder, uh, Colorado a four seed, Iowa State a five. That is my preferred little bracket. Sure. Play Iowa State and then Colorado. Yep. Whatever you can do to like to get the fans out there. I mean, they get good. They got good fans at uh, at the Denver games this this year. So I think they. Would I get... want to be. I want to be in the same bracket as Connecticut. I want to play UConn. Ooh. I. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would. We be played Notre Dame. We played Baylor. We played. South Carolina, we, we didn't, uh, they played Stanford, didn't they, a few years ago? Yes, they should have. That was the game in the Sweet 16 that they should have won. They, ha- they should have no, won that. No, they should have yes, yep. Baylor. Um, or was that to play. get to the Sweet 16? That was to get to the Sweet 16, I think. Because yeah. yeah. they've only let's made it to the Sweet 16 we'll, we'll once. We'll never play UConn. I right. give South Carolina credit for coming here yep. most year. Sioux Falls I want to play UConn. Like, UConn can be beat. They're not going to win it. It's going to be, you know, probably South Carolina again. Yeah. But I would love to play Connecticut. Yeah. As would I. Um, and maybe that's something in the works on, on, on the scheduling side of it. Uh, going back to 
to men's college basketball. Tennessee is a just a huge red flag for me right now. They lose to Kentucky on Saturday, and they looked atrocious. They made it a, a, a bit of a battle, a bit of a game in the second half, but they couldn't shoot at all. They, they rely on their defense, but if their offense isn't in sync, this is a bad team. And somehow they beat Alabama. Last week, I won. I should have done double or nothing. I know you should have. I'm so I glad you did. I'm like, son of a I, bitch. Why I, did I not do that? I'm very glad you didn't. Um, I, I, I'm very thankful that you didn't. I only need to owe you one smoothie right now, uh, unless we make another bet. But I can't. I, I mean, I just can't trust Tennessee. I got bit by them last year when they lost to what Michigan in the sweet in the round of 32. No, I I don't trust Tennessee at all. They got close to the top five, and then they've immediately regressed. Tennessee, a big no. And for me, Alabama right now, I think, is the team to beat. I would pick Alabama. They probably won't win, but they got the best offense. So they're exciting to watch. They can put up 90 points like that. So And they played the worst game of the season last week at Tennessee and still only lost by, like, what? Yeah. Eight points, maybe? Yeah. Like they could never get anything going in that game. And I think Tennessee, they're going to lose to A&M tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Vatek squad, they might beat Miami tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. Hey, we beat Pitt. I mean, that I don't know what that will do for Pitt seeding. Uh, North Carolina is not in the tournament right now. Like, that's... I don't know what has happened to the Tar Heels, but it's bad. You lose to North Carolina State on Sunday. They are right now not in the tournament. Like just watching their first five, six games, like, all right, and they weren't good, and they haven't gotten much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not, they're not going to make the tournament. They are 0-9 in quad one games. I mean, how, how does that you have no. What, what is your best win? I don't even know. Clemson. And Clemson just lost to Louisville. Like, yes. Like, like Louisville came into that game with three wins. Unex, unexpected. And and Virginia beat Louisville by three. Yeah. It, does that mean that Louisville is getting it together? And I'm not saying that they're a threat to make a run in the ACC tournament. But are they are they starting to pull things together? I mean, they lost to, uh, to Duke on Monday night here by 17, but that was they're in Duke. They're not losing by 25 every night. Right. So does that mean they're they're playing better? And that game was close. It was like a, a 10 point game with three minutes yeah. to go. So does that mean Louisville is starting to get better? Perhaps, but I mean, uh-huh. it's still not to the level of hey, let's beat Clemson. And I think was. That with that game at Louisville, I think it was at Louisville. Um, yeah. But you know, only beating or only losing to Virginia by three—that that, that doesn't make any sense. Carolina's at Notre Dame Wednesday. That's tough. That's a must. I mean, Notre Dame is terrible. I thought Notre Dame would be better this year. We, let's look for North Carolina's best win. Is it Charleston? I think it's probably Michigan. They, I guess they did beat NC State earlier in the year. So. Yeah, they lost to they lost to Alabama in four overtimes back in November. Um, I would say NC State, NC State and Michigan 
are their two best wins. Yep. With probably Clemson number three. And Clemson's on the outside looking in. Carolina's got Virginia this weekend. That's a loss. They've got Duke at the end. They'll probably lose that one. So you're looking at 18 and 13. That ain't good. That's, no, that's not enough. I think I saw well, on Lenardi's latest bracketology at nine teams from the Big Ten in, but like seven from the ACC. How? Like the ACC is terrible this year. The Mountain West has a better net rating than the than the ACC. Like even I think maybe even the Pac, uh, maybe the Pac-12 is below the ACC. But the ACC is bad this year. How are seven teams capable of getting in this thing? It's a bad year. Like, like Iowa State at three seed, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is, there's going to be a couple teams that I'm going to look at. I'm going to be like, no, just no. No. We got Kentucky, Carolina playing the playing game as of last week. And the Pac 12, what trash. What just trash. Well, two teams. Like, two teams. Oregon was playing like right along the bubble line there, you know. Because they had beaten their, you know, they they played, you know, Arizona, Arizona State, tough. Um, you know, you have UCLA and USC, but when you get swept by the by the Washington schools, you have no chances really apart from the Pac-12 tournament to boost your resume. So I mean, I don't think the Ducks have it at all. Um, their top three teams are very good, but the Pac-12 is not a major conference. Not this year. It just and I've been saying that for yep. a long time. Yep. The Mountain West is better this year. Boise State, better. Nevada, somehow, really good. Um, like New Mexico. The, the top two is really good. But again, other than that, no. Like if your third best team is USC or Oregon, that just isn't good enough. No. And USC right now is in Arizona State playing on the on the bubble line, but Oregon's below them. I mean that's that's not much. No. If you listen yeah. to Bill Walton, he thinks eight teams from the Pac-12 should be in the mix. But I mean, I like Bill Walton, but he's fucking idiot. I know. He he and Bill Pash have such great um, <laughs> games. I I, I watch the Pac-12. I just want to hear Dave Pash. You know, like I can just hear his headache pounding. Uh, yeah. Through it, it's great stuff. Um. Uh, may not be a great NCAA tournament for you know big time teams, but it should be a hell of an NIT. Hell of an NIT. Yeah, are you even going to get? I, I remember you know any team, any top seed that loses their conference tournament uh, gets an automatic bid to the NIT if they don't make it to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Apart from those teams, we're not going to see any mid majors. I think because I still think that Charleston gets in to the NCAA tournament somehow. I bet they are a, f- a first four team if they don't win the CAA. I believe Carolina played Charleston. They did, and Carolina beat them by 16. And like, I was waiting, waiting, and they never really, you know, it took them a while to, to get some distance there, but I'm like, oh yeah, Charleston's actually pretty good. So, at least Carolina played a tough non-conference. So, yep. They played the Iowa State... Charleston, Alabama, 
Ohio State's not any good, but they, they, they played some teams. Are we still trusting Purdue? I mean, they lost to Maryland last uh, week. They no. lost to Northwestern the week before. Yeah, they got back on track against Ohio State. Okay, Ohio State's not good. You know who Ohio State lost to? Minnesota, who has one win in the Big Ten Conference play, and that was on the road at Ohio State. So, like, I'm not I'm not trusting them as far as I can throw them. Um Obviously, like, the, the strategy is to take, you know, two seeds to win at least a couple games, if not three. Um, but I, I, may, I may pick a lot of upsets this year. Usually I don't, but I, I may pick a lot of upsets. Right. Or at least yeah. big, big, big upsets with, you know, two seeds going down. You know, like right now I look at the West in Vegas, the way uh, this one here looks. Mm-hmm. You've got Purdue as the one seed. You've got Creighton as the five. Give me Creighton. Creighton to beat Oral Roberts, Iowa State, and Purdue. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and you just look at the you look at some of these brackets; they're just so bad. You look at the bottom half of this bracket. You got UCLA as the two. You got Maryland, Nevada as the seven ten. You got Gonzaga the three. You got TCU the six. Like. Like, UCLA should just wipe through that section. And TCU is a team, you know, now that they've gotten their point guard back, Mills, I mean, that's a team that shouldn't be a six seed. They should be higher than that. I could see TCU going on a big run this year. I could maybe see TCU advancing further than both Kansas and Baylor. You look at the Kansas section here. This seems to be the easiest. This is not how it's going to end up, but... Kansas would have to beat either Missouri or Duke, which I think, I mean, no no problem there. Then they'd have to play Connecticut or St. Mary's. Yeah, I don't see an issue there. Like, I, mean, I look at that, I'm like, yes, Kansas, Final Four, Elite Eight. So, so I might have upsets when I look at some of these. I'm like, no, UConn, no. And I just... You, know, you, you look at this, okay, Texas is a two, Tennessee is a three, Illinois is a six, Providence is a seven. Who are you picking out of that bunch? I mean, I, I don't t- like Texas. You don't like Tennessee. No, I Illinois, would... Illinois, didn't Illinois shoot the bed something fierce last year? Yep. Uh, Providence is a seven? Sure. I would maybe take... Honestly, I think Houston is better than Texas, but Houston would have to take on Xavier potentially or Kansas State. That's not easy. Like, okay, you look at that entire Midwest region. Yeah. Houston and Texas. Like who who else is coming out of that? Xavier maybe? That would that would be yeah, I don't I, I don't see Tennessee. I, I'm I I can't no. I can't strongly push Tennessee away enough. And they have to show me something. I bought into them last year after they won the SEC championship, the SEC tournament. I'm like, wow, this Tennessee team is great. Nope, I, I can't do that this year. Uh, they just lost it. So I would say it would it would be Xavier or can yeah, it would be Xavier if they can take down Houston. You, you look at some of these, whether it's the entire side of the bracket or some of these groups of eight, and you're like, you just see one team coming out. It's not going to end up that way, but. You look at it and you're like, some teams got to get out of here. And it's, again, not a good year, not good teams, but somebody's got to, 
somebody's got to advance. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some teams in the Sweet 16, I feel like. It's going to be like West Virginia's an 11 seed, and they're playing in the Elite Eight. Well, like, all right, sure. And so we always have an eight seed that advances. Like, that's the way it's been for, like, the last, you know, six of the last seven years or whatever. So this is obviously going to change. But we, let's look at this. Let's just do this exercise. This we, time we always have a play-in game winner go to the Sweet 16. Right. And if I were to pick a play-in winner, it would be Kentucky. Yeah. Can't trust Carolina. Their defense against Tennessee was astounding. It was very, very good. So I would do Kentucky. If you were to pick, though, like a an a eight or eight seed or lower that could make a Sweet Sixteen or a Final Four run, who would it be? Uh, these teams are so bad. Okay. All right. Hello, Noah. Oh wait, Noah. Hey, Noah. Noah's joining here. Noah, who would you take to the final four as an eight seater lower? Mario. Mario. Well, Mario Chalmers <laughs> in Kansas are not playing this time around. Well, the team I liked early in the year, the final four team was Arkansas. They were ten seed. That, so. that was the team that stuck out to me. Just looking at this here, that I could see make a run. Have you ever like heard it? of Jurassic Dino? Jurassic Dino. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's called Santa Claus. Because <laughs> one of these teams are going to have to knock off the one or a two what's, team. That's going to be. What's the other reindeer's <laughs> name that eats carrots? What what other reindeer eats carrots? Rudolph. Oh, Rudolph. Ah. Why, why are we on a Christmas kick? Because I like drinks. Okay. Uh, what about um, you like the Jacks? No, I like the Eagles. <laughs> oh, that's a cheat. Yeah, you were cheering for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah. What did he, what did he spill last week? Was it uh, the poison? What did he What did he spill last week? Oh, uh, he. I don't remember. What did you spill last week? Water. Did you spill water? Or some juice? Something. I think I spilled juice. Yeah, maybe. What else we got this week? Are you excited for the the storm? No, I'm excited for... Where, where are we going this week? The... The Stinky Land? No, not the Stinky Land. <laughs> oh, boy, we lost him. We, we were trying to... We were, we were close to a good conversation. All right, hey, watch out for the dog. Watch out for the dog. Um, Travis, did, have you ever played Mario? Yes! Have you played Mario? But well, I have, have you played Mario? No. No? Have we played... Wait, we watched videos. Have you played Super Smash, though? And yeah. Mario Kart? Yeah, but Mario Karts are too tricky for me. Right now. You'll be but, getting, uh, you'll be getting mad and pretty soon. Mario, Mario, and Smash. Yes. <laughs> yep. There's Mario and Smash. Um, have you ever heard about Pillow Fight... Of Mario Stinkers? What are you talking about? <laughs> I've never heard of a Mario Stinker. Huh? Who live in the land. Oh. And they have they pillow fights, huh? They with the drawers. They dig. Oh. Here, here's the deal, Noah. The land's going to be covered with snow in about two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All of it. Scurvy kill. Yes. Yes, it will. Uh, all right, Noah. Do you have any any final thoughts? Any final questions at all for for Travis? What? No? Have you ever had a broken light bulb? A broken light bulb. Yeah. Um, I can't say I have. I've had one not work. I can't say it's been broken. I say it's not worked. But it's you, not broke. Did you break a light bulb, Noah? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Very good. Have you ever broke one of your pictures or? Your dog ripped it? Do you have a dog? I've got a dog. He's never ripped a picture. Uh, Dan Beck and I went to college. We were in the same dorm rooms, freshman, sophomore year. I had a picture of uh, either Michael Green or Randy Moss on the wall. It fell off in the middle of the night and scared the hell out of me. Oh. Are you in a farm? Are you? Do you live in a barn or a house? I live in a house. No farm animals at your house? Uh, no. no. My dad does. Ah. His dad lives on a farm. No. These are the hard-hitting questions, though, that I've been expecting from these uh, cameo do you, appearances. Do you, work, do you have a work chair and a computer? Do you, again? do you have a work chair and a computer? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's very Good question. Yeah, good questions. All right. Where does Santa Claus live? Where do the penguins live? Which, which, no, which? I think, I think it's the, is it the North Pole or the South Pole? I'll tell you. It's the South Pole. Remember, South penguins pole. don't live in the North Pole. That's where Santa Claus lives. There, there we go. Yeah, you live up there. Penguins are down south. Because, remember, yeah. He has a sled, and penguins don't fly with him. No, they don't. No. He just brings well, presents, hey, no, and no. penguins don't. They hey, can't. Tra Travis is asking you something now. What? Do you like to eat eggs? Uh, yeah, but uh, but some of them I don't like to eat yellow stuff because last oh. time I spit it out. Oh, with so germs. so we just like we don't like the yolks. We just like the the egg whites. Right. Yeah. What about bananas? You like bananas? Do you like bananas? Uh, yeah, and I like not oranges because I like apples. You like apples, yes. Good, good. How about pizza? Do you like pizza? Yeah! Pizza's like tricking it. I don't know what it is. He likes, God, pizza. he likes noodles, and what else do you like? What's one of your other favorite foods? Cheese. Uh, what? light bulb. No, no. Well, <laughs> cheese, it's yes. How about hot dogs? Okay, we, we lost him. Heat gone. All right. Are you All right. One, one, final, one, one final question here. Uh, what do you got for him? I got... I got... Huh, good question. Personality. I, hey, I need you to guess what animal I like. <laughs> What's that? What, what an, you need to guess what animal Noah likes. I think you like dinosaurs. No. What? Because the hell the, it's just animals at the zoo. Oh, okay. Dinosaurs don't okay. live at the zoo. Okay. Okay. Well, you, like you, didn't, you didn't say favorite animal at the zoo. You just said favorite animal. Okay, so now, okay, Travis is going to guess what your favorite animal at the zoo is. It's a bear. No, I don't like bears. Well, because 
sometimes we go on a bear hunt, and I don't like bear hunts. Uh, what's your favorite animal, then? What about the goat? Um, the, they live on a farm. Not. Oh, oh, Tom Brady lives on a farm. But cats live on a farm with dogs. Yeah. And we already have a dog. He doesn't live on a zoo. No, he doesn't. Brophy does not live in a zoo. Yeah. If he lived on a farm, gotta be a sheep dog to run up the sheep. And he's not a sheep dog. No, he is not. He's a basset hound. Yeah, because sheep dogs always make the sheep into the. All milk. right. Well, thank you for your appearance. Can you go? We still got questions for well, you. Oh, we do, huh? Okay, we got a couple more questions here. Huh? Uh, do you got great pictures? Do you got a grandson? <laughs> no. Well, what a picture? What? Do you have a grandson? I do not have a grandson. No. <laughs> Okay. That was just a joke. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. One more question. Uh, do you have a Santa Claus and a Mario and a kangaroo and a moose and a tiger? Yes. <laughs> do you have Santa Claus, Mario, a kangaroo, and a tiger? What? Which one's the best? No, I, I don't. He's just asking if you have any of them. I think. <laughs> yes, I have a Santa Claus in my pocket. Do you have a cat? He, Okay. I have two cats. He has two cats. Don't, 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 don't. Okay. He has, he has two cats. There you go. Can you go get ready for bed now? Do you have a lake? Ooh. A lake. Do you have a lake? <laughs> uh, probably. No, but in this city we have a lake, yeah. Uh, probably. Have you ever got a present from Santa Claus? <laughs> no, I'm very dense. Well, you are really on a, a Christmas kick here today. Do you, do you play football? Yes, I play for the uh, Giants. Dad. Ooh, he plays for the Giants. Uh, I don't like Giants. Uh, oh, yeah, that's why that's why you were cheering for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. All right. Uh, do you know what what I really like cheering for? Who? The Vikings? No. The Jackrabbits? No. Better not say the it's Packers. Someone, it's someone in Mario World. Oh. You gotta guess who it is. Bowser. No. Peach. No. Luigi. No. Yoshi. No. Tell me. Uh, it's... Or tell us, I should say. It's actually... Mario. Oh, okay. Because he's number one, and Luigi is not. He's number two. Yes, he is. He's he the, knows it. He's the sidekick. All right. No, he's, he's, the, he's a brother of Mario. Well, right. And they're plumbers. Um, no. They they just be Bowser, Evil Minions, Turtles, but... Koopas. And Goombas. Goombas. And Goombas... Who, who is the Koopa and the Goomba of the NCAA tournament this year? The, have you ever heard of a chain dog? That lives in Mario 2. Oh. Because chain dogs are the baddest ones of all. All right. They we, have teeth. And they're tight chains. We, we do and need, they bounce up You're here. right, but we do need to get back to the NCAA tournament. So you have any other questions <laughs> here? Have you ever gone to space in a rocket ship? 
No. A hard-hitting question? That's a very good question. All right. Uh, have you looked at the stars? <laughs> yes. Have you, yes, he has looked at the stars. Have you ever watched basketball or football or the giant movies? Yes, I have. All right. Okay. Thank you, Noah. Unbelievable. All right. That was that was a uh, very good questions here. Okay. Do you Can, have a Viking pillow? Do you have a Viking pillow? That's a good question. I used to. I don't think I have it anymore. We we have three. No, get down. No. Yeah. Good. We have three. So. Have you ever played baseball or basketball? Yes. Yeah. Very good question. Both. Okay. Go. Well, it's it's time for you to go to bed. Have you ever played football? You asked that question already. Me go to bed. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. We we lost him. I I think I've said that three times now. So time for bed. All right. All right, Travis. What uh, what what else do we need to get to here from college basketball? Or did we cover it all? About it. Was getting it into the regular season. So. Very I mean, the conference tournament should be crazy nuts. So we'll see. Yes. Yep. Lots of conference. The uh, conference tournaments start next week. We'll talk about it all. Next week, we'll talk about the, the Summit League tournament. Is there anything else that we need to get to here before we say so long? Got a trivia question? Yes. Oh, right. Good. That's good. Four major sports. There's only been two teams in the four major sports that have made the playoffs in each of the last ten seasons. Okay, Let's say, say this again now. Two, te- four teams that have made the playoffs two in two teams. Two teams in each of the last ten seasons. The made the four major professional sports. Okay. Two teams have made the playoffs ten years in a row, maybe more, but ten out of the last ten seasons. These two teams have made the playoffs. Mm. Only two. Only two. Well, wow, this is this is a good question here. Um, wow, trying to think like NFL wise, you, you would normally say it'd be the Patriots, but obviously that's not the case anymore. Um, part of me wants to say the Chiefs, but I don't think they've made it ten straight years. Because Andy Reid hasn't been there, I don't think, for 10 years. So I'm not going to go them. I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. No, they've made it 8 of 10. Ah! Shoot. Um, NBA-wise. Oof. The Golden State Warriors? No, they've made it eight of ten as well. Ah, doggone it! If uh, I either of those sports contain one of the teams, there's one baseball team and one hockey team. One baseball, one hockey. All right. Um, oh, the Dodgers. LA Dodgers won. Yes. All right. I knew the Yankees hadn't made it. Okay, Dodgers, that makes sense. Okay, so hockey. If it wasn't Tampa Bay, is it Boston? Pittsburgh Penguins. No shit. Oh, that makes sense. Ah, oh, should have got that. 
And there's five teams that have made it nine out of ten. Woo. One of them is the Chiefs. Okay. One of them is the Celtics. Okay. And we have three hockey teams. Nine out of ten years, huh? Hmm. I'm going to say the Boston Bruins. Nope. Shoot. They're eight out of ten. Oh, yeah. Did, did I? You already probably mentioned that. Uh, no. Was that Tampa Bay? Anyway. Um, the Minnesota Wild? Yes. Yes. All right. Two other hockey teams, huh? Um, not Chicago, St. Louis, um, Colorado. I think these teams are both out. The Washington Capitals. Yes. And finally, boy, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. St. Louis Blue. Oh, I was going to say the Blues, and I thought, oh, I, I don't think they've made it 9 out of 10. Doc, I should have trusted my gut. That is an excellent trivia question. Well, on Twitter, it uh, stood out to me. So. That is excellent. Very, very right. good. Very good. Awesome. Well, I hope anything else we need to get to here before we say so long for the weekend, enter the winter storm. Like, we're not going to get as much snow, but we're going to get a lot of snow. It's going to be very windy. It's going to be probably impossible to see. Mm-hmm. I see one map here. It's like five stages. The, the last stage is purple, which means extreme impacts. Minneapolis is under that. Marshall is under that. Uh, Sioux Falls is under that. Mitchell's in the red, which is four out of five major impacts. Is it was St. Cloud in the major impact, or are we in the three? Uh, you're in the red. You're in the four major impacts. So, okay. you know, I, I, it's, I mean, it sucks to have two feet of snow like we did, but you know, uh, we, we we both want to experience the extremes, and uh, this is going to be an extreme. Well, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna prepare us, if you're gonna keep saying, "Oh, watch out for the storm," we expect it to to live up to the billing. So, yeah, this is uh, like people are gonna go to work for a few days. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how bad this gets. Yes, so, and, we'll, we'll, and how long and how long it lasts. It'll be done by Thursday, Thursday afternoon. But then, no, it'll go into Friday with the cleanup and Saturday, and no, hopefully by Monday of next week we can. Things will be reopened, but it'll be, you know, and then like people go to stores and pack things up. It's like, yeah, I might not be able to get to the store for three whole days. God forbid I have to stay in my house for three days with the food I have in here. And it's always the uh, bread and the milk that goes first. It's like, it is. Why? It is. The staples, you know, sandwiches, uh, cereals. I like that. That's so. true. What cereals do you have on hand for this blizzard? Uh, I mean, eh, I should maybe pick some up. I've, I've been eating a lot of Rice Krispies last month. A lot of Rice Krispies. Um, yeah, Rice Krispies, Crispix, Honey Nut Checks. Ooh. I, thought, I felt like those used to be better. And they're, they're, they're still good. They used to be like my number one. Not so much anymore. They're still good. So. All right. It's kind of, kind of what we've been going with. Well, Honey Nut Cheerios, just a solid. Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, yes. You, you can't go wrong with Honey Nut Cheerios. You really can't. You really no. can't. 
Well, brave the elements uh, as best you can. Hopefully, uh, you you know the shoveling. It won't be too bad. Um, yeah. Uh, good luck with your games uh, if you get a chance to call them here this week. Hopefully, you hear something on the car and uh, enjoy the the college basketball. And we will talk to you next week, my friend. Bye. We'll see you later. Sounds good. Travis Grins joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. And uh, Noah gave in. Um, a great cameo as well. Uh, lots of questions were asked. So uh, we had lots of, of conversation regarding baseball and college basketball. And that will continue next week. College basketball heavy. College basketball. We'll see if about getting maybe Jeff Lloyd II from the Lockdown Browns podcast to preview the Combine. Because the NFL Combine is next week. So we'll get to all of that. But it, it is heavy college basketball here as the final couple weeks of the regular season commence. And the conference tournaments begin next week. So for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, for Travis, I'm Nathan. You can find this podcast available online on iTunes.com or on iTunes, also on podcast.com. Just search Sports Block. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken, Travis Krins on Twitter at Travis Krins. A link to the podcast post the middle to later part of each week. So for Travis and Nathan, great, you know, stay safe in this winter storm, folks. Um, don't go out unless you absolutely have to. Um, just be safe. It's going to be extreme, but uh, enjoy just watching college basketball because that's a great thing to do. So, again, for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, for Travis and I'm Nathan, thanks so much for listening. Be safe out there, and we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.